Hey guys, I'm back with another episode and we'll be having a fellow dating app creator, Anna with Entwine, join me to speak about her quest in taking the sexual expectations out of dating apps for people who have sexual limitations. I found this topic interesting because rarely it's talked about in dating, relationship, and even some sex podcasts due to the quote unquote stigma or embarrassment some may feel due to their sexual limitations. Dating and putting yourself out there is already a terrifying thing. Adding on the fact that you have a medical condition that affects your sex drive can make the dating experience even more terrifying. I think mostly due to the fact that most people believe intercourse is the surest and sometimes only way you can connect with another person intimately. Anna shares her experience living with vaginismus, a condition that causes spasmodic contractions that can make vaginal penetration and intercourse, often referred to PIV sex, painful or even impossible. And stories of men who live with ED or known as erectile dysfunction and how it impacts their dating life. According to Dr. Harold I. Leaf of the University of Pennsylvania, he estimates the occurrence of vaginismus to be around 4% of women, and that's only based on those seeking treatment. Dr. Moraine E. Dunn, director of the Center of Human Sexuality at the State University of New York Health Science Center in Brooklyn says that around 40% of women visiting them have vaginismus. So this disorder is more common than one may think. In the medical industry, it is said that approximately one in two women will develop vaginismus. The reason for this varies, but range from psychological wounding to physical trauma and general anxieties around relationships and intimacy. For men who may have ED or erectile dysfunction, studies show that 52% of men experience some form of ED And that total ED increases from 5 to 15% between ages 40 and 70. Erectile dysfunction is also a common condition a lot of men stray away from talking about. Depending on the underlying conditions that may cause these, both can be treatable if a person chooses to. In this episode, we also talk about that along with how to date if you don't choose to treat it or if it's not treatable. And Anna's personal reasons for why she decided to stop treatment for her vaginismus and other ways intimacy can be built without sex. Along with her dating app that takes sexual expectations out of dating, Entwine, which we probably all could learn from since sex can easily blind us from people's real intentions and red flags. Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into emotional intelligence, sex, love, adult attachment theory, mental health, therapy, and everything in between that creates great relationships. Your host, DJ, is a certified life coach and emotional intelligence practitioner. She's here to be of service to all the listeners interested in love and relationship. Now, here's your host, DJ. Hey, 
Hey, everybody. It's your girl, DJ, with Plan for Keeps podcast. Today, I have a special guest. Her name is Anna. She is a nine-year breast cancer survivor who has always struggled with painful intercourse and lack of libido. Her symptoms got worse after her diagnosis and intercourse became impossible. After a 20-year marriage, her marriage ended and she found traditional dating apps intimidating for her and those who struggled with sexual dysfunction slash limitations. Anna decided to take action and created a dating app called Entwine that takes sexual expectations out of dating. So the topics she is here to speak on for today are how to date with sexual limitations and dysfunctions, how it's okay not to want to be fixed if you have treatable sexual dysfunction, what not to say when someone you meet has sexual dysfunction. How are you today, Anna? I'm doing great, DJ. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. No, thank you for coming on. This This is such an interesting topic and a topic that's not really talked about. So no, I appreciate you reaching out and wanting to come on the show. So before we dive into the topics that you've listed I would love to just hear more in depth just about your journey and how you got to this point where you decided to create a dating app. Okay. So when I grew up, I was, I had endometriosis. I had painful intercourse and and it was just something I always had problems with. I never enjoyed it. It was always painful. Then eventually uh, intercourse became impossible. I tried to even putting tampons in were was impossible. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. I went to my gynecologist and she's like, well, you have vaginismus. And I'm like, what is that? You know? So, uh, <laughs> so she said I needed vaginal therapy, which I never heard of, but you know, they call it pelvic floor therapy. And, uh, and I asked, well, you know, why does this happen? And she said, just because there's so many muscles in your, in your vaginal area. And with all of the pain that I've always had, it eventually said, you know, do not get in this area because it, it oh, was, wow. it's like a, like a reflex in a way it's involuntary spasming of the, the vaginal opening. And uh, so she said, if somebody came up to me over and over again, and they kept trying to punch me in the stomach uh, when they would come up to me, eventually I would kind of flinch and back up because it would just, I would anticipating the pain. Gotcha. So that's what I would, anything internally, that's what was happening to me. And, uh, so, so I was married for 20 years. I met my ex-husband in eighth grade. And after a 20 year marriage, we well, got divorced. And then I thought, how am I going to go into the dating world, you know, and, and, uh, and with someone that has this, the sexual dysfunction and even prior to getting divorced, which I, I don't know why I forgot to mention, uh, I, after the vaginismus diagnosis, I got diagnosed with breast cancer. And, uh, that was nine years ago. So I had multiple surgeries, seven to be exact and, uh, double mastectomy, a hysterectomy. I was, had chemotherapy, lost all my hair, greatly affected my libido. Even my oncologist is like, your libido's, you know, it's going to be pretty non-existent because we want to get rid of all the estrogen in your body. Like, I don't have a libido. I'm like, how are you going to get even more (laughs) estrogen on my body? And uh, so that's what they did. And you know, it was vaginal dryness. Uh, it, it was just, it, it was impossible to have intercourse. Even anything down there was just um, painful for me. Got you. Uh, so 
so I got divorced and then I thought, okay, who's going to want to be with me? I have this issue. Uh, I had talked to some of my friends that were on going on regular dating apps and they would talk about how uh, men would say, oh, by the way, I have ED. I have erectile dysfunction. Is that okay? And then my friends will be like, you know, what the hell? Like, There's so many guys that have ED. Why are they going on these apps? And then I thought, you know, save their number. Shoot, you know, if I'm ever divorced <laughs> one day, just handle my number because, you know, you never know. Because right. um, I thought, not, not even joking around, but I thought, you know, if I were to be single and I would want to be with somebody, it would have to be a guy that had sexual dysfunction also, because I think they're the only ones that would understand that. Right. So that's why I thought, okay, I can't go on a traditional dating app. What do I do? I'll just stay single. It's easier. And I thought, no, that's not fair. There's a lot of breast cancer survivors that have sexual dysfunction because of their treatment. It's not fair to them. They had to go through all that. So they have to stay single because they, they can't have intercourse. Uh-huh. And there's other forms of intimacy, of course, you know, there's, um, like oral and stuff. I was going to yeah. ask that, like, yeah. you know, but I know some right. people want variety. I'm assuming that's probably why. Yeah. And, okay. And just because somebody can't have intercourse doesn't mean you can't be intimate with them. You know, it could be holding right. hands, even long conversations or uh, watching a movie together, you know? Um, and there's other, you know, kissing, hugging, you know, oral. It's just that they can't have intercourse. Right. And, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't have to find companionship because of that, you know? So, so I thought I'm, there's a reason why I got diagnosed with breast cancer. I don't know what it was, but I, I finally figured it out. I was like, I did this. I went through all this endometriosis, the painful intercourse for so many years. And the, um, the, the cancer, I'm like, well, this is why I got, went through all this because I needed to create a dating app that takes the sexual expectations out of dating because these individuals that do have ED or, vaginismus, whatever it is, they deserve to be loved too. And it's they not do. fair, you know, it's, it's, you know, and I, and I meet, uh, since I became divorced, I started going out, you know, and I'm like, I, I don't know if I, uh, I'm a karaoke whore. I don't know if you ever heard one of those, those people. I love doing karaoke. It's my outlet. <laughs> so, um, so I've been meeting men for the first time in a long time. Cause I've, you know, eighth grade, I've been with my ex. So, uh, so right away I tell them, Oh, uh, you want my number? Well, you know, let me tell you about a dating app that I created. It's uh, you know, and I tell them about my issue and I said, basically my vagina is broken. Do you still want to go on a date? And they're like, Oh, Oh, like, oh geez. You know? And my girlfriends would be like, don't tell a guy right away. Just get to know him first. And then, you know, and I said, no, that's not fair that I'm going to get emotionally attached and I'm going to get even more hurt if the guy doesn't understand this. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and, and I get it. So, some guys, some guys and girls, they need the intercourse, which is, you know, I get it, but that's why I'm not using a traditional dating app. I'm going to use entwine eventually, <laughs> not right now, but, um, but the guys that the things that they say, and I thought, you know, thankfully I don't get offended. I kind of laugh about it, but if I told a guy, you know, my vagina's broken, I can't have intercourse. I haven't had intercourse in 12 something years, you know, um, they're like, well, you have other holes. And I'm just like, Whoa. Oh my God. How do you respond to that? Like, I just, I just like, Oh yeah. That's why I'm creating an app. Thanks for the reminder. Why I'm creating a fine, (laughs) you know, or, uh, you haven't been with the right person yet. Wait till you're with me. 
I'll cure you. Oh my God. Don't you yeah. hate the men who say that? And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And then the other one was, uh, well, you haven't had an orgasm yet. Once you have an orgasm with me, because you're, it's, you're, it's life-changing. And I'm like, why you're like a miracle worker. I wish I met you a long time ago. It's crazy. <laughs> but, um, and some think like, oh, it's all in your head, you know, have a glass of wine, relax. But it's actually, it's both mental and physical, my, the vaginismus that I have, because when I was under anesthesia, having my hysterectomy, my gynecologist told me, she's like, you know, you were completely knocked out under sedation and I couldn't even get instruments in you because everything was just spasming. And, wow. and so, it, so it isn't just in my head. And a lot of people think it is, but, and there's so many that have this condition they don't, they don't know that they have it because hmm. I mean, I went to the doctor cause I was like, well, you know, I knew something was wrong. I didn't know what it was, but um, I just didn't realize that there's vaginal therapy and, and, uh, and the way that, so there's a cure for vaginismus, but I chose not to continue with it because I don't have a libido. So I thought, why am I going to, you know, stretch myself out? I can kind of briefly describe how that therapy works and then not even enjoy sex. And I'm still going to have pain because it's all dry and everything. And, you know, yeah. it doesn't work or whatever. So, um, so the therapy is, where they have five five different size dilators. Some people call it like plastic dildos or something. Okay. And the, the first size is the size of a pinky. And then once you can insert that for 10 minutes without pain, then you graduate to the bigger size. And you just keep going up and up and up until eventually your vaginal muscles and your mentally, you're like, oh, this size is not going to hurt. So I got to like size three, but size five was like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was huge. Like I got scared. Oh. I saw that. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, what kind of woman? Well, how would somebody want something that large? And, and I, like instant anxiety, you know, it's like a worst nightmare, especially for me, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I, I like put the big sizes, you know, on the gotcha. side or whatever, <laughs> but I, so I kept trying to, I was doing this before the cancer and it was always painful. So then when I tried after the cancer, it was even worse. So I was like pain. I'm like, I, I just can't do it anymore. So like, why do I have to do this? I mean, I know pap smears are important and stuff. So I, I was able to get one. I have a great doctor that was patient with me and understands my condition, but yeah, um, but I think it, it's more common because the way we think is just, we don't, nobody likes to talk about it. Same with guys, you know, if I tell a guy that about my app, they don't know any friends that have ED, but they may, they just don't know it because right. talk about it. I mean, don't, not everybody walks around saying my vagina's broken. You want to date me? You know, that's just me. I do that. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you're the unicorn. You're the yeah. unicorn. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's definitely treatable. I mean, I'm even part of like a Facebook vaginismus support group and there's 17,000 women. in it. Wow. And I look at the stories and they're like my, my boyfriend left me. He said he couldn't, he couldn't take it anymore that he needs to have intercourse. Um, he's not okay with any other forms of intimacy and, um, you know, especially breast cancer survivors are like, you know, my, my husband left me or my, or this person cheated on me. And then I went on the erectile dysfunction group and the same thing was like, you know, what kind of woman would want to be with a guy that can't have intercourse. And and it's just, it's really sad because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that, that have sexual dysfunction and they don't 
uh, they don't talk about it for one, they but don't. there's also, it, it doesn't have to be prostate cancer, breast cancer, breast cancer. Cause I, obviously I had uh, the vaginismus before and the endometriosis before the, uh, the cancer. And uh, there's people that have diabetes that have ED uh, there's cardiac patients of course, the prostate cancer community, yeah. and uh, it, it's just a PTSD. Antidepressants can cause it. Yeah, it, there's there's so many different areas that for people that that need it, and and they're they choose to stay alone because it's embarrassing. Imagine going on a date or meeting somebody three four times, and you're like, oh, I can't have intercourse. Is that okay? You know, then they're like, Oh crap! Why don't you tell me this early on? You know, right, right. So, or there's, or there's the people who are kind of in denial because they'll have, they'll try to do the intercourse and at least in my, they're, they're struggling really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Really and bad. It's, it's, it is embarrassing, you know, especially, I think, especially to guys, but yeah. Um, but for those that do have sexual dysfunction, you know, you don't have to be alone. Now we have this app called entwine and it's going to hopefully help those okay. It'll change a lot of people's lives because they've just been choosing to stay single because they're like, I don't want to have sex. It hurts, you know, or it's in, it's uncomfortable, whatever it is. Right. When and, there's plenty of people it's in the same boat, it's just getting them to, to, to meet and come together. So let me dive into your first topic. So how to date with sexual limitation and dysfunction. I know it sounds like you touched on it a little bit when you were explaining mm-hmm. um, just the different different parts of intimacy and how it's not just intercourse. Um, you want to go deeper into that? And then also just how would you date with a sexual limitation? Well, now you can date with entwine. <laughs> but, um, so I think it's important to be honest. If you think that it's like after the first date and you're like, well, you know, I really like this person. I think it's important to, to say something right away because it's, a lot of people really need to have intercourse. And I think it's only fair to both of them, to both parties to just to be honest, because it's uh, something that needs to be discussed if you're going to continue to be with somebody, because it's not really fair to, you know, wait a month, keep making up excuses. Like I heard that happens too. like women yeah. will date men and they're like, Oh, well, you know, the guy said he, he's just under a lot of stress or he's, you know, he drank too much. He always has like all these excuses. And uh, so I think it's better just to be honest and, you know, just communication for sure. Gotcha. Okay. But, but using like traditional dating apps, I mean, I think it's, it is possible, but it's going to be hard to wean out the, the jerks because I've met a lot of jerks without even going on a dating app. You know, the stuff that they say to me, you know, like, oh, the, what was the best one? What was, oh, you have the perfect reason why a guy would not want to be with you. And I said, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> and oh. I laugh again. I mean, like, but imagine a guy saying that to somebody that's not, you know, that's insecure about this or whatever. And I hear that. It's like, oh, you're right. Like, right. And I, that's real. That's traumatizing. Right. I even had a guy say, uh, you know, you should, you should stay alone because you'll never make a guy happy because you can't have sex. And I was like, how, how does that, one, was, that bothered me? That I bet it did. Me. Like, how, how did, how do you come back from that, from a statement like that? That was actually, that was before. Yeah, it, it was hard. 
I got really mad at the person because I was like, that's really mean. Very mean and unnecessary because it, right. like, it's not true because it's it's rare, you know, but I feel like there's there's people who look beyond sex and there's people who understand that intimacy is deeper than just intercourse. Like the things mm-hmm. that you just mentioned, communication is everything, um, honestly, to keep two people together because you know, you could have sex with a person and sex could be bomb and right. that'll keep you together at first. But if the communication is horrible or you guys don't get along or it's just, that's it. It's just sex. It doesn't last. Where's the glue? You know what I'm saying? And sex right. isn't the glue. So yeah, that, that was a very mean statement. I just wonder yeah. how, how you mentally got past that. That was one of the first, uh, negative or rude comments and it was it was it was bothersome for sure and I just had to be like you know what they're wrong because there's somebody out there that may have similar sexual limitations as me that will accept me for the way I am and that's why I created entwining because I was like you know you don't have to worry about it cards are on the table right away you know intercourse may not be a possibility and you're not going to judge that person or reject them and but it's yeah, it's just there's some mean people out there. <laughs> it is. There's some some very mean and, and and nasty people. So I'm glad you were able to mentally move past that. And yeah, yeah. Just, obviously, I still think about it, but uh, but I'm not letting it stop me because I think that's was a completely false statement. It is a false statement. That's just him, and and everybody's different. That might be him, but that also shows. Okay, that's not the person for me. You know, so I, I think it's really bold of you to put out there that, hey, this is something that I have going on. And it, like you said, it, it weeds out the jerks. It weeds out the people yeah. that's either going to be there for you and or that's that's not going to be there. So I think that's that is awesome. So in just in regards to relationships, period, with people dating, what would you say is just the hardest lesson you had to learn and how do you apply it today? I think that it's the, again, the communication is just, um, I, I found that when I was married, I was just like, I didn't want, I don't want to talk about my pain, you know? So just, if something's bothering you, just say it, you know, just don't, don't hold it in. Cause I was so used to it. I'm like, okay, I just got to do this. I got to go fight, fight through this. And, and it's, it's just not something that I, I just feel like communication is just really important. Even if, you know, if you've been with the same person and you develop vaginismus or whatever it is, whatever pain you have, you know, just, just be honest and not hold back just because you're trying to make somebody else happy. Gotcha. Okay. Now, um, as far as your projects, um, you talked about your app, where can the audience find you? Where can the audience download the app if they're interested and download it. So if they go to entwinedating.com, that's E-N-T-W-I-N-E dating.com, they can uh, check out the website there and then they can also download the app from, from the website. Okay. And social media, uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Facebook, or um, I'm sorry, and Entwine Dating, at Entwine Dating. Okay. Awesome. Is the app available on Android and iPhone or where is it available? So it's available on, on Android and the goal is to have it available on iPhone, on the iPhone or iOS. So it's only, it's available in the U S right now, but I've already had 
somebody from India, Canada, and uh, the UK saying, when are you going to have this app available in my country? And that was, I was like, I want to do it soon. I want to do it globally. You know, it's just, it's definitely needed in every country, you know? And Right. Well, Anna, I want to thank you for coming on and just giving us just, just telling us your story and giving just advice on how you would date somebody with um, sexual limitation or a dysfunction. I think this information will be valuable to listeners who may have the issue or if somebody runs into somebody with sexual dysfunction, maybe they'll think twice on what they'll say or maybe give it a second thought. Right. So, yes, I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at Playing for Keeps or email DJ at info at P, the number four, K, dating.com. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.